Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Components. I'm Ren, product marketer at Hereto and your podcast MC. I'm Patrick, CEO here at Hereto. And I'm Jared, lead solutions consultant. Thanks for joining us on our weekly conversation about componentized and structured content. Hope you enjoy this 15 or so minutes of fun talking about everything from data to innovations in AI. All right, let's get into it. Uh, can you hear the explosions? Yeah, I actually can. What is that? That's uh, that's the, f- the festival in March. It's um, very, very faint. It's very faint. There, there'll and be there might, right now. It's very faint for me too. There'll be an occasional like big one. So hopefully, they won't be too noticeable. Or maybe it'll come right after you say something awesome. I'll be like, boom. <laughs> So but what you're talking about there is you're talking about you're talking about data interoperability. You're not talking about functional interoperability. And that's where my challenge with with uh, with compose with like the composable future comes in a bit is that taking and moving data and content in flexible ways between different systems is a matter of having um, basically shared understanding. Right. So it's like this is the standard. This is where this this is where the expect expectations are. Like you basically have rules of the road, right? But like when you talk about apps on cell phones, um, apps on cell phones are by and large self-contained things, even though they're they're running on a platform, right? And the idea of taking like truly composable applications where you're just like dragging something into another application and like clicking it together, um, I think that that can go to an extent. And there's some interesting things out there like Bubble and some of the other. Um, no code, low code applications, but I think I, I do still think that there's some limits to it, right? Like I think that like there's, I don't know how far it goes. I've spent a lot of my career hanging out on the on the bleeding edge, and um, I'll give ex- I'll give examples. Uh, um, like I remember sitting with someone who was talking. He was talking to me about his experience with. Uh, engineering futurists and talking about the day when a TV would be so thin that you could hang it on a wall like a picture. Mm-hmm. And th- this is when TVs were like a good two feet thick and you needed two people to carry even a medium sized one. And of course, like he got, he got a laugh out loud reaction from the audience. So I am not going to go toe to toe with you talking about whether it can or can't be done. Um, what I'm going to say is that I've been through this uh healthy skeptic technical skepticism thing enough times where I'm focused on what are the, what are the use cases that the, that the market's going to want? What is the, you know, what is the, what are the business applications that we can create? And I'm going to point to the, the, the fact that there's a, there's a groundswell happening mm-hmm. of organizations trying to make this happen. So that I'm, I'm not a purist or an absolutist. So yep. Like web 2.0 isn't perfect. It didn't do everything we would have liked. And arguably, if you look at how social media business models were created, it's you know one of the worst things that ever happened to humanity. So there are limits and there are downsides. I tend to agree with that. We should tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> so there are limits and there are downsides, but right. that's not the point. So if, if you want to argue that the, we may not get the last 10% of what I'm talking about, I'd like to focus on the 90%. That's a fair point. Um, you know, I think that I haven't even got to the metaphors yet. 
That's true. You haven't gotten to the metaverse yet. Um, so here's my perspective on this in a less in a, in a, in a less devil's advocate way. So um, I think the I think blockchain is really interesting for certain applications, right? Like I think applications where trust is really a factor. I think it's actually it's quite interesting. But from the perspective, I think one of the most interesting things you said in your earlier definition is comparing like Web three. 3.0 version one versus web 3.0 version two, um, where web 3.0 version one is everyone's like sparkle, which is a thing. That's a query language, right? It's a, it's a semantic query language that nobody knows about because it never really went anywhere. Um, but it works and it's really, really powerful inside of certain circumstances. Uh, and I think that like blockchain in some ways is a, it, it feels very similar to like the semantic web for that for me, where like if you're inside of the stuff that it does really, really well, blockchain is amazing and it really works extremely well. Um, but like the people who tell me that blockchain is going to be everywhere, I, I just, I don't buy that. Like that's not a thing. I don't think blockchain is a new internet. Um, and I don't, no, 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 no. Okay. And, and I never said that. No, I'm not saying you said that. I'm not saying, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you my, I'm giving you my, my version of, of what I, how I see this stuff. I'm so I think blockchain is a really interesting technology and I think it is going to change our, our lives. I don't think we're going to see it. I think it's going to change our, our lives in ways that we don't see. I think it's going to be a very infrastructure technology, right? Like your app, an app on your cell phone might use blockchain, but you'll never have any idea that it is right. Um, I think it's one of those kinds of technologies. Um, and I think it's interesting from that perspective. I think the people who take it to web 3.0 is blockchain like that. I'm not going there. Like I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not saying you are I'm not saying you are I'm not saying you did or you are. Um, but I'm like that, that one, at, um, I think is less interesting separating that from composability. Um, I think composability is interesting in gaining speed. Um, how far it goes eventually, I think is also a, a major open question. But the thing I will say is that, um, really, really good composability really does require really, really good content strategy and it requires structured content and it requires structured data, right? So like composability doesn't work without standards. And the idea that you're going to get away with building composable apps on, fully custom APIs. Like I've, I've had people make that argument for me just for the record. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying like, I've had people make that argument. Okay. I think, I think we went this, when it, with every web thought anything that anything, mm -hmm. like if you spent time kind of debunking the garbage mm -hmm. that people say, <laughs> uh, and the reason I started with going on a non bro definition is I think right. we need to set that aside so yeah. we can discuss what's, what could we actually do with this? What is what looks likely to happen? Um, because the, we could, you know, we could spend infinite time talking about the, the crazy things that we've heard about right. each of the generations of the web. So I, I come. I want, uh, this. I think this is a nice segue to the metaverse. Um, well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wanna, can, can we? Can we just? Can we? Can I want to? There's another thing I want to ask you about here. I'm genuinely curious about this. Can you tell me how much of a Venn diagram? applications are with one circle being blockchain and one circle being composability. Like, do you see those as being highly overlapping or do you see those being, um, primarily separate with some overlap? I seen those <laughs> again. Uh, I'm interested to know, um, for the, for the purposes of high level discussion. Um, I don't know if it, 
really matters that much. If you want my techie uh, response. This is components, bro. All right, bro. So, all right. All right. I'm down. We get so, techie on this. We get techie on this. <laughs> evidently. So uh, I see there as being mostly separate with some uh, overlap. So if you take something like um, uh, open authorizations, I don't even know. I don't even know if that's the right term, but the fact that I run a website today, I don't want to deal with identity and security and users and blah, 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 blah. So I have like five services I can pick from. I can let you log into my website via Google, via LinkedIn, via uh, Facebook, uh, et cetera, via Twitter. So there's that idea is growing and growing. When I tell people, and we're going to segue to the metaverse in a second, whenever these big things happen, it's not like someone flips a switch. Like we move from an un, like we move from a web 2.0 to a web 3.0 mm-hmm. world, it, and and I saw this as we went from web one to web point two. There's all these little things. Like the, I remember the sure. first yeah. time that I clicked a little pencil next to it next to something on a web page, and I was able to edit it myself. I like I took an intake of breath. It, like it freaked me out. I was totally. editing what was on a web page, and that was like mind exploding. So now we have, but you know, that was, that was it, you know, and then this, like the getting to the point where we are now with something like Google docs, it was a decade more or 15 years more. So what we're, what we're talking about here is that we have seen this desire for mix and match applications. Like if you're a WordPress user, most of the stuff that you use in your website, isn't actually WordPress. Like it's all, all third-party plugins. Um, so we're going in this direction. That movement in tech is inexorable. That's what I'm getting at here. Uh, 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 but here's the thing. Platforms and plugins are not composability. I understand that. But the, those platforms I was just talking about, when, when we're doing the authorization plugin, when I'm bringing in a service from, from Google to handle yeah. all that functionality for me as a service in the cloud... That's right. what I'm talking about. And again, I don't want to, I, I really don't think it's when you're doing futurism, like you're going to say there's going to be a land war in Asia. Like it's like, you don't, we can't argue about a hundred kilometers east or west of whatever. The point is it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. But I, uh, I want to get to what, what are we going <laughs> to do about it? Not so. Yeah. So what should we get ready for? Right. Um, there's going to be limitations. There's going to be stumbles. There was on every inch of the progress forward of the web. But what should we get ready for? What should we be thinking about and changing our mental models? Well, our mental and business models. Exactly. But you have to do one before you can do the other. So when we went from web 1.0 and web 2.0, we added identity to the web. That created business model opportunities because um, Amazon, uh, eBay, um, uh, Facebook, uh, Airbnb, any, th- uh, the entire web, no, not the entire web, uh, pretty close, but most of commerce on the web relies on crowd, uh, social proof. But uh, so much of everything you do on the web re- relies on that yeah. like, other than like, other than just the page you go to at the end of your search, like y- you pull up Google and you search for something, you get different results than I do. Yes. I'm talking about the idea that once I get to those results, my buying decision will be based on a star rating that was crowdsourced. 
and the reviews that were crowdsourced. Yeah. So unless you have identity on the web, unless you have the crowd able to contribute to the web, that can't happen. So that was, when we made the transition to 2.0, then uh, it opened up all those opportunities. Right. 2.0, 2.0, identity was, was sure, like it, it took a long, long time to distribute, but identity being web 2.0 was a fundamental shift in the web. Um, and so I think that, you know, before we move into metaverse, which I want to move into, and I'm going to push my, I'm going to, I'm going to create a little bit extra time here so we can talk about this. Um, the, um, I want to cap off on web 3.0 because I, I think that like we've been, I, I think that they're, they're, Venn diagram of the same thing. I, I think that metaverse will get merged into the definition in the same way that um, asynchronous web pages and Ajax and, and uh, you know, JavaScript and that, that kind of all got merged into the thing that we call web 2.0. There's mm-hmm. lots of technologies and concepts that are going to get smooshed together into web 3.0, including semantic web and the, and, you know, the original attempt at web 3.0 and the whole thing is going to get summed up. So we're going to have, metaverse applications that rely on blockchain that use semantic data, et cetera, et cetera. And the whole thing will be called web 3.0. So is it, would you, would you take this as a fair statement? Um, web 3.0 is moving to a place where almost everything is offered, uh, as a service and the experience that you have with those things is a personal composition of that. Is that like the end state for Web 3.0 in your concept and your idea? Because that would roll up semantic web right into it. Yeah, a personal. I, I don't know how intuitive the term personal composition of it is. So I want to. We said talked about like whether people are going to really do it. Like I made that example. Like people are going to be able to make their own, make their own application. Are you quibbling with my definition, Nas? I'm not sure if I'm quibbling. <laughs> how much I'm quibbling is I don't even know if I'm quibbling. Uh, the I mentioned the idea of people building their own applications and yeah, yeah, most people don't do that, but a lot, a lot of people create social content and enough people run websites. You know, we don't this. And I think there with every, well, but, 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 but let's break into that for a second. Every single time you create a, uh, you create a Google sheet or a, an Excel sheet that has a function in it. You just created a little application. So why does it have to be so foreign? It's not. That's what I'm talking about. This is, this is the, these transitions aren't, as I said, not named after a specific date or point in time. There was no time when web 1.0 became 2.0. All these different technologies came in one by one, gained popularity, layered on top of each other, right. meshed together. And then we have a rough range where we say this was approximately when the web uh, 1.2 transition happened. That's exactly what's happening here. So web, web 3.0 isn't coming. It's here. And it's just yeah. not as distributed as it will be. That's actually a, a paraphrase of a, a future right. futurist quote. You know, the future right. is here. So it's not evenly distributed. Yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost, I almost said that a few minutes ago, just for the record. Okay. So well, but the, the thing is, so Web two isn't it isn't a date. Like it's not a date. It's a thing, right? And that thing, you know, it it did it, it. It's something that. It's like it's identity, right? That's Web 2.0, realistically. And Web 3.0 is something else. And like, you're right, it's here. But like, we didn't say Web 2.0 started at a particular point in time. We said Web 2.0 is a um, a layer of the web, right? So we don't have to pick a date and time for this. So what is it? Well, like, and so I I do think that we're we're moving to search by clicking around pages. Um, 
and experiencing content through the page metaphor to um, the natural language queries, the Internet of Things, all the things we're working on, like all the things that are happening right now, where we're moving to speaking to computers uh, as we as we uh, speak to each other. And the Web 3.0 is where that kind of reaches its, its logical conclusion. All technology moves along in fits and starts towards economics. You know, the more usable is better into better compatible with the human body, better compatible with natural mental models. Um, so when I coming back to that speech 20 years ago that I gave, I, I talked about like the Bluetooth headset that I can, you know, I can see the team wearing them right now. And like I said, that's gotta be a thing because holding a phone with your hand up to your ear is not as ergonomic as having your hands free to do other, other tasks. So technology moves towards ergonomics. Technology moves towards ergonomics. So there's nothing more ergonomic than the metaverse. Oh, I like that quote. Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.